Bez Video Kingdom is brought to you by Getting to Know Your Weapons with Babis and Charlie. Hey, man, did your great-grandpa die and leave you his collection of Revolutionary War muskets, but you ain't got no clue how to start blasting with them? Find a spear gun last time you was out scubaing, and now you're ready to kill yourself a shark? You watch Game of Thrones too many times, built a ballista in your backyard, but now you got no clue how you're going to bag yourself a dragon? Well, shit, man. <laughs> Just check in with us, Babis and Charlie. We'll show you the ins and outs of all sorts of weapons so you can get to killing in no time. Our step-by-step -step videos will show you where to load ammo, the bolt, the rock, the spear, the potato, the empty beer can, or whatever other projectile you'll be taking down that bull elk with. You in a pinch need to kill that asshole next door who won't shut up about how good the cowboys are playing? Check out our vid on making a slingshot from a rubber hose and a push-up bra. That Jerry Jones-loving motherfucker won't know what hit him. So like and subscribe today and shoot the shit that need to be shot with Babis and Charlie. <laughs> I feel like Babis and Charlie like have like fucking 14 fingers between them. Not, not, much, for maim, not much for maiming. Get the job done. What's up, guys? Welcome to Bev's Video Kingdom. It is October. It is almost Halloween, my favorite time of the year. Nick is dressed up like a transvestite cheerleader. Scott is, he's a merman. I can see his costume right now. I a wish furry merman. It's I wish beautiful. this was a visual medium because you guys could really see <laughs> Scott's tail and all the things that he's got going on. Coconut bra and everything. Oh, yeah. Brad is dressed up like the drug dealer from uh, Spring Break. <laughs> he's got the hair already ready to go. Oh, Good times. I'm so excited. Hey, guys. Bev's Video Kingdom here. It was my pick. This is Zach, by the way. Nick, how you feeling tonight? Great. Great. This uh, skirt is riding a little bit, but I'm good. Scott? I'm doing well, um, even though I don't know why I'm here yet. Oh, I love that. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it. Bradley? I'm on drugs. <laughs> you don't want no part of this shit. <laughs> Brad's parents didn't thoroughly check his Halloween candy, so he may be fucked up tonight. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Them needles. They got to me. Hey, if you guys are listening to this, obviously you enjoy what we're doing. So let's get on those uh, social media apps and let's share the podcast. Let's let everybody know. If you if you have a bunch of uh, people that you know that like to laugh, let's get them onto this stuff. We can share it. We can like it. We can do the heart emoji. Send it to everybody that we know. What do you guys think? Yeah, throw some reviews. We'd like some reviews, you know, on the, the Apple Podcast or Spotify, whatever you got to do. Just show some love for us and actually tell your friends, share it out and say, hey, you like laughing. I like laughing. Let's laugh together. Tell somebody that's not your friend. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer that. Tell your enemies. <laughs> Roll down your window right now and yell to the car next to you. Hey, are you listening to BVK Podcast? 
If you do that, we might have some stickers for you at some point. Oh, shit. I like that. Enticing the audience preview, with stickers. A little preview. Might have some stickers, some merch coming my five, up. My five-year-old daughter will do a lot for stickers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last week we decided that we were going to go spooky and we were going to scare everybody and we were going to watch Ernest Scared Stupid, one of my favorite old school movies. So on Monday, I got my family all together. We sat down in the living room. I've got a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an 11-year-old, and we watched Ernest Scared Stupid, and holy crap, it went over like gangbusters, you guys. For reals. These kids loved the movie. They oh, were that's awesome. enraptured. They laughed at all of Ernest's hijinks. They were scared of the trolls, like legitimately scared. Made me think back to when I rented that movie at Bev's Video Kingdom, and I was legitimately scared by it. But... There were some executive decisions made. After much discussion, online polls, exhausting deliberation, we decided to go in a different direction. And I picked a movie that is going to be one of my favorite things about scary movies is that there's different tiers to scary movies. So I'm the kind of guy that likes to go to the extreme to where people like Nick stay up at night and think about people getting cut in half. But we're going to go on the other side of the spectrum and we're going to do sort of an entry level scary movie here not too scary but has some tension we went with the great 2018 classic (laughs) (laughs) ready or not my grandma told me about this movie a long time ago it's it's amazing back in 2018 wikipedia (laughs) definition of classic is one year old it's really good i really love it But if you guys have kids, I just want to reiterate, if you guys have kids and you guys are thinking it's October, we should watch a movie that's going to scare these kids and make them stay up and uh, have to sleep in my bed for the next four nights. Let's let's go watch Ernest Scared Stupid. It's freaking great. Scarier than it needs to be. But I digress. We're moving on. Ready or Not. Directed by Matt Benelli Olpin and Tyler Gilpit. Came out in 2019. It's a raucous one hour and thirty five minutes. I love the length of this movie. Did you guys? Did you guys appreciate that this was not a three hour epic? Hundred percent. Actually, actually, it was one of those things when I saw the the movie and I looked. I said one thirty five or whatever it is. I was like, Shit, yes. beautiful. That means they're going to get to the point. <laughs> exactly. It looks fun. I think it's going to be a fun ninety five minutes, and it was no filler. You know, exactly get to it. Yeah. Yep, great. Yep, super fast paced. Some laughs, some scares. It stars Samara Weaving, Adam Brody, Mark O'Brien, and the beautiful Andy McDowell. Real Very- quick, I, I got to stop you just for a second because uh, when you chose Ernest Scared Stupid and, and rest in peace, Jim Varney, and the fact that he's he's uh, scaring and, 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 and entertaining new generations of kids, I love it. That's awesome. But let's talk what happened to uh, Nate with Ernest Scared Stupid. So speaking of Jim Varney dying... We've got Scotch Beck filling in tonight. I just, if we had some somber music, I would play it in the background. <laughs> okay, uh, let me just preface all of this by Brad's, <laughs> Brad's got a brand new soundboard. He may not know how it works yet. <laughs> so Nate's sick. That was supposed to be. Let's try it again. Wait. One more time. If we had some somber, sad things to say. <laughs> Radio DJ in the house. So that trombone slowly slipping into the podcast is like the uh, 
massive watery shits that Nate's been having slowly <laughs> or very quickly slip into the toilet. So we're we're gonna do that. We usually do the pot at about eight p.m. and we got a text at about eight forty-three that said seven forty-three. Uh, yeah, seven forty-three. Time moves that said, guys. In the past, there's no way that I'm doing the podcast tonight. My butthole is turned inside out. <laughs> turt. <laughs> that butthole turt. <laughs> Straight turnt. I had a lot of hot sauce. I don't know exactly what Nate ate, but Jesus. Fast and loose, baby. So now we're sitting in Nate's backyard in the beautiful Casa de, uh, Casa de Nate. It's a lovely evening. He's got the fire going for us. We showed up. All the equipment was set up. Nate is nowhere to be found. So if you tuned into the podcast expecting some very sexy, deep, rolling baritone that was going to just really set the speakers, if you got a set of 12s in the back of your Honda Accord that you really wanted to slap down the road listening to the podcast. Vibrations for days. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Turn we up got your, Scotch Beck. Turn up your mids. Turn up your tweeters because we got Scotch Beck. Pretty much the exact opposite. <laughs> I, I, I honed my voice by singing anthrax, you know, <laughs> and harmonies to, you know. So. Speaking of Nate, though, I don't know what's going on with uh, him and his wife, but I did see his wife in there holding a bottle of X Lax and doing yeah. the whole uh, Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> For fast, effective release. She's got a serious, <laughs> maniacal grin on her face. Uh, all right. Scotch so, back. Welcome to the pod. Scotch back. Thank you guys so Hell much yes. for having me. And, and I'll, I'll do my best to uh, bring my voice to a satisfying level. For I everyone. love that. That's all good. Yeah. I'm all right. I just went from six to midnight. Thank I don't you. know about you guys. I'm all very right. aroused. Well, no one can take the place of that silky, velvety, smooth, beautifulness. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. I just picture. So, so when I picture Nate, he's just always, he's super stoic and he's just, he's just always kind of in control. And then now I'm just picturing him with like a high pitched scream <laughs> as he shits himself <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> oh, viewer. I mean, listeners, you know, we try to amuse you and sometimes we get a little graphic and this might be a little over the line. He's sleeping 15 feet away from me right now. And I hope I just woke him up with my high pitched laugh. <laughs> Okay, so, ready or not, easily accessible. I mean, this movie cost $6 million to make. It made almost $60 million worldwide. Huge success as far as stuff like this goes. You know, horror movies, they kind of lend themselves to being able to have a low budget and be, you know, you can make a horror movie for $3 million and then have it make $100 million, and all of a sudden you're a sought-after Hollywood director. Uh, see Jordan Peele. You know what I mean? See uh, these guys that are doing, uh, you know, I don't want to step on later, but the, the guys that directed this movie are doing the new Scream movie. I mean, this is uh, they're, they're, this is the way that you can make your way in Hollywood because in order to do blood and guts and practical effects like that, you don't have to spend a whole shit ton of money. Uh, as far as I know, like the, the only CG besides the satanic scenes in this movie was the uh, the nail scene where uh, Samara Weaving's climbing <laughs> out of the pit and throws her hand onto the onto the nail. That was the only thing that was CGI. Oh shit! So six million dollars made sixty million dollars, easily accessible. I, I, so if I'm being completely honest, this is not the type of movie that I typically gravitate towards. 
but this really just kind of works into the thing that I do to myself. I like to torture myself. I hate myself. And so I will watch every single movie that is either a horror movie or slightly scary that comes out. And I know that I'm going to hate 99.9% of them. And I do hate 99% of them. They're almost always terrible. But I watched this one and I really enjoyed the ride and I thought the guys would like it. I thought this was kind of a accessible movie for people that want to watch a Halloween movie, want to get a little tiny bit scared, but also want to have some good comic relief and some comedy in it. Um, I typically don't like movies like this. Like I said, uh, Cabin in the Woods, uh, people love that movie. I fucking hate it. It's not that good. It's it's trying too hard to be clever. I think this movie tries a little bit less, which kind of makes it fit right into. It's a perfect balance of fun, comedy, tension, a little bit of gore. Kept my attention the entire time. Samara Weaving is absolutely amazing in the female lead. She's one of the great final girls. She 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 can do no wrong, in my opinion. I, I love her. But I'm going to kick it to Scott. I just want to know what is your what is what is your first opinion of this movie? What did you what did you think when you when you watched it and how what was the situation where you found yourself watching it? So this is one of the those movies that it's I call it a surprise, you know, happy finding movie or something. Like I, I just kind of stumbled across it, sitting there on an afternoon, and I remember seeing the, the, the previews for it and thinking, Okay, that seems like a good I you know, good movie, but I didn't tend to watch it. I'm not a huge horror fan. I'm fascinated by horror movies, which is really weird. Like, I, I don't like to really be scared, but, <laughs> but but I've been known to go on Wikipedia and read the synopsis of and see how people die. And I don't know why I'm fascinated by it, but I don't really want to watch it. But and then not watch it. And not watch it. <laughs> and what's funny is like I hate spoilers more than anything in the world. But I'll take spoilers all day long on horror movies because I don't really want to be scared. Oh, Scott, I am awesome. I am in that boat with you a hundred percent. I'm I'm laughing in my head right now because yeah. I'm like, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Like most horror movies, I'm like, I know I'm never gonna watch that, but I want to find out how people die. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I read all about Human Centipede. Uh, yes, right. I don't oh want to watch God. it. Heard all I need to know. I've seen. I've I've read all saw all seven saw movies or however many there are on <laughs> <Right>. Wikipedia. <Yeah. laughs> So it was just one I stumbled across, and I actually missed the very, very beginning, which was probably just the wedding, and didn't really miss a lot of the setup, but really entertained. Super fun movie. And If uh, you missed the very beginning of this movie, I would say you saw the, the superior cut of the movie, because I, I, we'll get into that later, but I, I think that was a good move for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like I missed anything by watching what I did. I didn't feel like I had to watch it and catch the beginning again. Um, but yeah, just super fun. Um, not, not very scary. Um, a couple jump scares here and there. Um, and just kind of a really interesting, you know, uh, interesting ride that you go on and, and you really root for this girl. You just, you just really fall in love with her and like her, she's such an amazing actress and, um, or am I supposed to say actor? I, I believe it's all actor now or, you know, but actress, right. Um, <laughs> she's so good and, um, you just Actora. really end up rooting for her and, um, I, I just I really enjoyed this film. I agree. I think fun is just a great way to to describe this this movie. It kind of takes you on a little ride, and it's and it's great. What do you think, Nick? Um, yeah, I was I loved it. So good. Um, again, I'm not a big horror movie fan, but I definitely also don't categorize categorize this as horror movie. It's like thriller, right? Comedy horror Agreed. or comedy horror or thriller, and um, comedy horror. I think is the comedy word. horror. Okay, um, 
but damn, I'm same with Brad. I push play, push pause really quick. Want to see what the time was one thirty, and that did give me a a boost. Hard for me to carve out time in the day. Woke up at four in the morning, so to see that hour and a half time, I was like, I'm gonna watch this shit before work, and then I'm going. This back is to gonna sleep. be amazing. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get no, thirty extra no, no. minutes I'm of sleep. Getting, no, 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 it wasn't that. Like I, I was going to work after. Like I'm, so, it's like two cups of coffee. Like I love I'm it. in this movie, and they, I was able to just lock in, and it was it was amazing. She drives. I mean, I, anyways, she's amazing. Um, so can I ask you, have you seen her in anything else? No. And yeah, that's what, I, I mean, she's, she's kind of, she's the new, I mean, she looks like Margot Robbie. Right. Um, she's an amazing actress, drives the movie. Both um, Australian. Fast paced, funny, gory, tense with a perfect ending. You really can't ask for more. I was just like, please from start to finish. And like, I don't feel that way about a lot of movies these days. And of all things, a horror comedy movie, I was just so stoked. And it's it's been a while since I've felt that way after watching movies. So I was I was pumped, dude. I love it. The funny thing for me is that when we started the the text thread about changing from Ernest to to this movie, honestly, when Zach said we're going ready or not, I was like, I've never heard of that fucking movie in my life. <laughs> I have no Zach's clue what we're talking about here. I mean, not even an iota of like who would be in it or what it would be about or anything. And so it was it was super refreshing to jump into it and find just a fun dark comedy. Um it's not scary. It's just one of those movies that you have fun with and you're like, okay, there's things you could punch holes with, but at the same time, just a great, silly, fun movie. I enjoyed it. Um the main actress, uh Samara Weaving. 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 So I had seen her previous. Uh, I'm a huge Bill and Ted fan. And so yeah, she's in the new Bill and Ted. When Face the Music came out, I dropped that day one, watched it. And she's uh, 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 Bill's daughter. Just an awesome job. I was like, oh, dude, this girl, she's she's fun. She's she's enjoying the part. She fits. She knows what it's about. So it feels like she's like a part of that universe, which it made sense. So seeing her here. You get those kind of those shades of uh, uh, of the bride from from Kill Bill, a little oh, bit yeah. of that. Like you're rooting for her, like Scott said. Really dig it, enjoyed it, um, and was super stoked once we watched it. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a fun movie to talk about. So, and I also remember after I saw Knives Out, I was like, oh, have you seen Checked Out Knives Out? Yes. And you're like, yeah, you because you weren't that big of a fan. Right? I didn't. I did not love Knives and Out. And I think I remember that's when you mentioned. Ready or I not. did not love it. I thought it was dog shit. Right. And you were, and then I think you, that's when, that was the first time I heard about Ready or Not. You mentioned that, and I hadn't heard of that. I thought, you know, I thought um, Knives Out was fine, super pushed. People wanted it to go big. People wanted it they to be wanted a success. They wanted it to be a bigger movie than right. it needed to be. Way, and like, way overhyped, right. in my opinion. So you watch a movie like this, and you're like, oh, that's what they were doing with that. And yeah. dude, Knives Out wishes it was Ready <laughs> or Not. It's nowhere near as fun as this movie. No, no, it doesn't. It can't. It can't touch it. And uh, I just wanted to mention that because I had that in my notes. And then, did I like this more than Get Out? Is what I wrote in my notes. Well, uh, that was a comparison that I made when I when I sent Nate because Nate texted me. He was like, he was like, oh, about to start the movie, and I said, and he was like, I'm nervous. And I was like, and I was like, dude, don't shit yourself. I'm scared. (laughs) I was like, I was like, bro. It's, you know, kind of in the same evolution, and I and I made the comparison. That's funny that you say that, Nick, because in a private text between Nate and I that I don't think was on the group text, I said, I said it's kind of in the same vein as Get Out, but kind of mixed with 
a slightly more comedic version of Knives Out. It's a hundred percent in the same vein because there's supernatural involved, right? Right, and they they have they take uh you know they take creative reins with how they take that story, and you don't you have no idea how it's going to go because these days it can end anyway, which is great because you don't know what's going to happen. But the way that it ends, I get out ends. You know you're satisfied. I felt like it ended better. I thought that the ending. I I just I thought it. I I dug it. I thought this movie it was a foursome. And the foursome was they had a love child. Somehow four people decided to make one baby. And that baby that baby So who's came, the parents? The parents came from Get Out, Knives Out, Okay, Clue, Okay, and Very Bad Things. Oh. Very bad things. Oh, I like the, that. The, I like the parallel there. So explain that. Just with so so obviously Knives Out, I think there's that style of of the like it had the visual style and kind of the the some of the acting and the com- the comedic stuff was Pol- there. Like it was polished, like it had yeah. its own like artistic the, know, the, color. the little classical right. music flourishes and stuff that Definitely. we're going through. So and then get out. I mean, it's got that same. You come into a situation with a family that you don't know, and all of a sudden shit goes sideways. Uh, Clue, kind of the, the the running through the mansion. I mean, using like the little corridors. And the mansion is the stuff. backdrop for sure. And then very bad things, just some some very untimely deaths in weird <laughs> ways for some people that are just kind of graphic and wild. And you're like, oh shit! But so, you're like, oh, they, that's going to happen to the other two maids <laughs> when okay. they kill the when they kill the babysitter <laughs> at, when they kill the the nanny at first, and she's just like, he just thought it was a good dancer. <laughs> I'm not even a good maid. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so there, I mean that's that's kind of the 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 four movies that I kind of thought it was like in the vein of, and and I enjoyed all those movies. Yeah, so same here. It, it was a, it was a nice little uh, surprise. Man, I I love that everybody liked it because I had I had some trepidation with uh, when we decided we were going to switch movies. I was like, I I literally had just this movie in mind because it was either this movie. Or I went super heavy and we were going to do some like obscure French, uh, you know, nouveau movie that was going to, that was going to really, you know. Wreck our worlds. Yeah. Nick was, <laughs> Nick was never going to be able to get a boner it's again. break it up into like one twenty five episodes. I mean, Nate, Nate, I think it took him like, like five days to watch this movie. So it was actually pretty solid for him. He watched it all in one day, but at 9 a.m. <laughs> he texted me that he was starting it. And then I talked to him at like 11 p.m. And he was like, oh, just finished it. Not going to tell you what I thought of it. <laughs> and then he proceeded to shit himself to death. <laughs> I hope he's still alive when we, because I want him to hear me talking about him pooping. He, he doesn't listen to these, though. He doesn't. That's true. Already. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Although we did find out that his wife is listening. So oh. maybe she'll be the one to tell him. Yeah, she's. They're she, talking about you pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Why again? I can hear them out there. <laughs> oh my They're gosh! And fart noises. Well, it makes me it makes me excited that you guys like it. So we're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna hit up Matt and uh, what's the other guy's name? They're a team. Matt and Tyler, and we're gonna see if these guys want to go out and have a drink with us. And so yeah, boy, these guys. From what I gather on my uh, on my on on the uh, on the interwebs, these dudes Matt and Tyler have kind of teamed up and they they've kind of made like a team. They've got a team, uh, a couple other guys that work that work with them on on everything that they do. As far as I can see, uh, they did a movie or there was a movie called VHS that came out. Oh, God, I wrote down what year it came out, but I don't remember. But it, it doesn't matter. 
But if you like horror movies, go go rent VHS. So basically, the the premise of it is it starts out with a with some some kids that are out up to no good, ne'er do wells, if you will, and uh, they break into a house and they find a guy that is either dead or passed out in a chair and he's got all these VHS movies. And so they pop one in, just grab one at random and pop one in and you get to watch what's on that VHS movie. And then they, it's a super, it's a super scary thing and they pop it out and they pop another movie. in. so it's got four segments, smaller, four smaller movies built into the main movie. And, uh, Two of them are really good. One of two of them are not are not great. But the one that these guys did is really good. So you guys should uh, you guys should check that out if you want to be a little bit more scared. It's definitely uh, definitely a step up from uh, from Ready or Not. But uh, these guys did that. They've done a bunch of shorts, and they did this movie. And now they're moving on to doing the reboot of Scream, which is just an insane jump i think i mean that's a big deal right i mean i know that you know we're we're long removed from the days of scream but i mean you guys remember when scream came out right scott it was huge yeah yeah and again rebooting movies that i don't think think need to be rebooted agreed yeah but these guys i really enjoy what they did with this movie so it actually knowing that i had no idea it was them right that actually makes me interested to see it. Makes it kind of intriguing, yeah. right? Well, and, le- and it's not a, a, a full reboot because they're bringing back Nev Campbell and some of the the, right. the players from the original Scream movie. So it's uh, not it's not a it's Courtney not like a, Cox's ex husband. It's actually continued. It's, it's yeah. It's, so it's uh, like continuing younger, it's a the series. Generation. It's just starting back at Scream, but it's it's the the new generation. So they're involved. rebooting the title. Yes, and then it's, right. but it's still yeah. continuing the saga. I'm sure there's going to be the same mask, right? Well, um, of course. I'm with you, Scott. As far as like. It makes you nervous, right? Because we just got done talking about Knives Out, and as far as like they're gonna push the shit out of it, they're gonna put it on Slurpee cups. Well, I'm just saying, movies pushing like, it. I'm saying movies like like when they did a remake of uh, uh, Point Break or Total Recall, and you're just oh, like, what the dude, fuck are they rough, doing, dude. messing up these Total Recall remake was absolute. I mean, everywhere you look, there's a different remake. But I I finished this movie and I look at and see what they're doing next, and I saw the trailer of Scream last week, and yeah. I was like, sweet, but I didn't good. like. It wasn't like stoked. Like I was like, oh, that's cool. They're remaking it, you know, but I didn't maybe necessarily recognize anybody in it. I watched this movie. I see who's directing it and I'm interested. Yeah, it gets you a little pumped. Right. I think the worst thing I ever heard recently about reboots is that they're talking about rebooting The Princess Bride. And I think I cried myself to sleep. Oh, man. It's crazy, dude. You can't. It's crazy. Oh, my sweet Wesley. No. Ugh. Don't All right, sorry that. to bring the movie no. Hollywood. Let's drink. Get some so, fucking brain cells and learn. Oh, so we're gonna shit. sit. We're gonna sit down with these guys, and they're they're really interesting. And we're gonna talk about them in just a second. But I want to know what we're drinking tonight, Nikki. Can we raise um, our glasses? Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking with with these two dudes. I'm drinking um, hazy baby. Uh, Compliments of Mister Nate's beer stash. It's the hazy baby, and you know what. It no longer is looks like there is a blended up baby in it. It's very delicious. <laughs> baby just like at the the phone the, the top the top this portion. This baby has matured. I was uh. I was so close to getting you guys a sponsorship. Today <laughs> you start talking about hey, we had we had Pampers. This is the Halloween episode, man. We can talk about anything we want. And we were talking about Nate and Poopin. We had Pampers and yeah. then we yeah. that hazy, hazy got the 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 sediment from the hazy got got mixed in when that keg was delivered. 
And then, you know, me and Zach not drank, chewed it down. It's really good. It's really good. And it's really delicious. And, and shout out to Blaker Brewing and uh, Series California because uh, they're, they're doing things right. We, and, love, you. we uh, love you, Blaker. Making when, good beers. When you guys are ready to be sponsors of us or Flying Blind or Scotchback or, or whatever you guys decide to get behind, we're going to be right there next to you drinking your thick beers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what you drinking, Brad? Um, yeah, I was in the uh, the beautiful Monterey. Uh, the area. peninsula. I was in the peninsula. Oh my God! Surrounded start, on all sides by water. Start off in Santa Cruz, and then we headed out to Monterey, and it was just a, I mean, one of the most magical, beautiful weekends you could have weather wise. And then, of course, while we're in Monterey, we're going to stop by uh, Alvarado Brewing, and then we stopped off by Fieldwork Tap House in Monterey and picked up some Galaxy Island. West Coast IPA, very tasty. Uh, Fieldwork makes beautiful, tasty beers. So. That's a dope can, too. Yeah, it's got, got a nice there? little... Some, we got a little... Some birds of paradise and shit? Birds of paradise, some little palm trees, and it's just... Brad it's, doesn't bring cans to this pod that aren't... No, they're... Uh, in, 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 color, individual art piece. Colorful exciting. and Exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's, I support that. It's so. an NFT. It's a non-fungible can. <laughs> Scotch, what are we what are we drinking over there? You got some uh, some leathery smelling liquor that I can see. <laughs> right. Well, leather. You know, I I, I did listen to. Um, oh boy. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I wasn't going. I wasn't going to bring this up. Oh, no, we need we, to bring it we up. We need the scotch. We need to bring it discussion. up. Discussion. <laughs> because uh, I for the Anchorman Pod, there was some incorrectness. I I showed up here to judge. And if I'd known that I'd literally walked in about two minutes after you guys just completely shit on Scotch, <laughs> not, not you guys. To be fair, it was only you. you. It was Zach. <laughs> and, you, and one of my favorite Scotches is the Oban 14. Oh, my God. And so my wife did good buying it for me. It then. was an amazing buy. Oh, yeah. man. And, but the thing is with, with Scotch and a lot of whiskeys is... It just depends on the person. There's different flavors. It's like wine. You know, if like you bring a bottle of amazing white wine and people like only like red, then they're not gonna like it. You know, it's it's a completely different thing. So whatever, man. It's cool. It's like if you walk into a room and you're like, Hey, you like to taste a permanent marker? <laughs> no, Scott, you know, it's it's not it's not cool, but you know, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, I know what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> So what do you got? So I did bring some scotch and because of we are going to be discussing, you know, a, a kind of a scary-ish movie. This is pronounced Kilholman. Ooh, I like Kill in the title, which I thought Ooh, was appropriate. Ooh, look at that. It's an Isla... Topical. Isla um, Scotch, which are very... Known for the that very peaty... People, some people call it dirt taste, which it's yeah. a very Zach characteristic leather, leather, extra, extra belt tasting. Yeah, but it's absolutely amazing because it's actually sherry cask matured, which kind of takes that taste down a few notches oh i like that and so it's got a hint of it and because i'm not a big fan of that but i love it it's so tasty kilchoman k-i-l-c-h-o-m-a-n i hope i'm pronouncing it right i watched a youtube video to make sure i was <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's amazing it's expensive but really really worth the price nice it's oh, a yeah. nice looking bottle i yeah. i will say that you sold me on it i'm gonna you can have a sip I, yeah i see some Empty glasses over there. I might snag one of those and so, have a little taster. So we got Matt and Tyler sitting with us, and we're we're passing them a little swig of Kilchoman. And uh, I'm thinking, so Matt Open 
This dude is a founding member of the punk band Link 80, which I've never heard of, but that's extremely similar to Blink 182. <laughs> or Linkin Park. He was a fan of Linkin Park and Blink 182. He's like, fuck it, we're going Link 80. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think they may predate Blink 182, so maybe there's some copying going the really? other way. No way. Okay. They, there's these guys? But went to my wife's alma mater, University of California, Santa Cruz, originally from Oakland, California. Seems like just a really chill dude. I feel like this is a guy that would really just sit down and like dip into some uh, some movies with us. Tyler, he's they're they're doing the new Scream. They both did the VHS short that I really liked. Um, You know, they've kind of made a pretty fast rise in uh in in the movie world as far as i mean i just feel like the the new scream is a big deal did both of them go to uc santa cruz so i found a lot of stuff on matt but bettinelli open or i should say it bettinelli open (laughs) and uh i didn't find (laughs) tyler gillett's uh wikipedia page is very sparse (laughs) okay so he's but they're homies and so they were homies at some point and they've been doing shit together for a long time they got a team there's them two and it seems like there's two other dudes that we won't mention because i didn't look up their names but uh they're the writers writers right yeah so they've got like a team of guys that they've kind of been uh doing some scary stuff and we're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk to these guys and we're going to see what we want to talk to them about. Brad, what are you thinking? So my first question is just, I would ask them, do you guys consider yourself like artistic or do you guys consider yourself like, are you trying to make fun movies? Because there's always that line of, are you making a movie that's just supposed to be enjoyed or are you making a movie that is trying to be artistic and, and, and woo the critics? I feel like they're more in that fun movie, like who gives a fuck about critics? I could see them just being like, Critics can kiss our assholes. We don't care. And and that's that's the type of movies I like when and, it's just like, you know what? And, but they do a good job. I'm not saying this movie isn't artistic. I mean, there's some there's some nice shots. There's some 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 beautiful footage here, but I just it's a fun movie. Definitely like, like super consistent, like uh, uh you know, kind of visual design to the movie that kind of goes throughout the whole thing. Like the the whole thing with the bride or the bride's wedding dress throughout the thing i think they said they did 17 different uh versions of the wedding dress to get through it i just i think that's that's really cool (laughs) yes that's that's my my first question is just what how do they consider themselves as filmmakers are they they, we're going to be trying to be uh, critical darlings or are they just like you know what we just want to make movies that are fucking fun Mm -hmm. what do you think nick same thing i had like what is your calling card as like a thriller slash horror director um I also would, my research, like they were talking about how they, there was a lot of other endings considered. Right. And I just want to talk to him about what the other endings were. I want to get into a conversation. I want to hear about all the other fucking choices that they went through to decide on the one that they did, which is so crazy when you think about to make that decision to know that this is, and to feel okay with the fact is, okay, here we go. Here we had 20 decisions. We had 12 decisions, and here's the ending that we're going to decide on, and let's see how this goes after sample audiences and everything like that because the initial ending that they had, which I don't want to step on anything, was you know that she died in the end. Right. And, and uh, test audiences said it was too dark. Well, it was... Is too much for him, and, um, and you you kind of when you make like a like a rip roaring kind of horror comedy movie like this, you kind of need that uplift at the end. I, I don't feel like you can end on a sour note like that. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, this this would have been a major bummer. If Agreed. It ended like I mean, I, and I enjoy a movie that ends on a bummer note every now and then. Like Seven is one of the biggest yeah. bummers ever. 
but I love that film. So yeah, I um I actually have a more literal question about the movie itself and the the game that they the little box and she chooses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know a little more about that as far as is hide and seek the only game like if they get that that's the one that it's to the death are the other games to the death too or because well one of them says i i got this but was she just fucking with her or like is there backgammon to the death or like that's how good do, I'm that's curious a great question that. i think you know, they, or some of them just like fun little like oh yeah. we're gonna have a fun night tonight well, we're so, we're playing she, twister she, oh yeah so, so she can get lucky and they just have a fun night and they enjoy and it's whatever or and then it's like the prophecy's fulfilled if she gets that car and they have to go through with it that's i was just a little confused on or is it always this i took it like if you get groovy and you're gonna be able to clarify it is or zach will uh so they they talked about checkers chess old maid that they played those games and they were done. They made it through those. But no matter what, as part of the family, you have to be in the group that goes and kills. Like you're you're right. in the family, so you're part of the kill team that goes and kills when it's time for ready or not or hide and seek. You're ha- you're you're a murderer. Like you're kind of grouped into that family. So whether you play chess or old maid, you're in the family, so you have to partake. Right. You have to get the old school crossbow and the musket and, and all kill that team six. Yeah. So I so 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 what I took from it was that. There's only one card in the in the entire deck that that makes so you, you get killed, and that's the hide and seek. Right. Yes. Okay. And I think he even says like you pulled yeah. the you pulled right. the wrong card. You know her her husband tells her uh, you know you you pulled the wrong card. Didn't um, think you would get that one. Exactly. And and you know so so my take on it is that the first two people that came into the family were just super vapid, douchey. You know, in in it for the money. You know, the the one the one guy's wife, and then the uh, the the chunky guy who's one of the one of the great characters in the Finch. movie. I think, yeah, he's fucking Fitch. great. So <laughs> Fitch is that Fitch. Fitch. Fitch? So they got to play old maid and some bullshit because uh, you know the devil the devil knew that those guys weren't going to cause any problems. But I think they knew that if they had given Samara Weaving's character a you know an easy card and she had gotten through. Then if it came down to it, when they were going to have to kill somebody, she wasn't going to be in for it. So they needed to kill her. Um, like that. You know, her husband yeah. Her husband rolled the dice and he fucking, he fucked up pretty good. I also want to say, I love like just, I love playing the record to start oh. the hide and seek. Uh, <laughs> that was I thought that shit legit. was so cool. Kind of like it had the same vibe as that's the, that's the part that gave me the get out vibe is the run, run rabbit run song on get out. Uh, yeah, it's very yeah. similar to the hide and seek song, right? so, which I love. And Zach, while we're in Dream with the Director, I actually, because you're the horror movie aficionado here, I just want to get a conversation between you and, you know, if we're going to make an awkward conversation with these two directors about other directors, which, you know, we can make it awkward with them in the room, drinking with them. <laughs> but your thoughts on other, like what directors are out there that you know of that are doing like kind of cool things, whether it's fun Keeping things fresh and fun. I don't know about anybody keeping things like, fresh and fun, or just being original, taking an original approach I mean, you to got, filmmaking. Is it the Midsummer director? You I got mean, Ari, like, Ari Aster who did who did Hereditary and Midsummer, and you got you got Robert Eggers who did The Witch and The Lighthouse. And I mean, those guys are on, in my opinion, on the leading edge of. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how to say it, but I want to say smart horror. Good movies that also happen to be horror movies, smart horror. Oh man, I oh, mean those guys. Good. Those guys are leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of a lot of the stuff that that's going on out there right now. 
Um, right. you've got, you've got like Nicholas Winding Riffin that's does, that did drive and did, uh, did a, another one about some models in, in LA that sucked. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of doing some really cool visual stuff, but, uh, I mean, those two guys, uh, Eggers and, uh, and, uh, Ari Aster are just, I mean, those guys, are, those guys are on a different level, but those are, those are different movies. I mean, this is a fun romp and those are, you know, what, what a lot of people describe as kind of like, uh, you know, depression porn or like, uh, you know, just like, just, you know, kind of sad and shitty just to be sad and shitty, which I, which I really dig staying in that and staying in that space and just seeing what happens sure. in that world is, do you see these guys like this team? I mean, cause this is their big knockout, right? Number one knockout punch first, first swing kind of a thing. And then it's scream. Yeah, right. and, and and I and I think if Scream's successful, they're going to do a bunch of other stuff. But I don't think they're they're in the same vein as those right. other guys. I right. mean these these aren't they're the Paul Thomas Anderson kind of. Like, I think these guys are these guys forward. are these guys are directors of of fun, uh, fun movies that have horror elements yeah. and well, not horror movie directors. Right. I wanted to ask, kind of similar to what you're asking, Nick, is that there was a, at the same time as this movie came out, there was that big controversy over the movie called The Hunt. Which uh, a very similar President Trump ended up like uh, tweeting about it, like saying that oh this is this is going to cause problems and stuff, and and I think it got overblown. It got uh, it got conservative media went crazy for it, even though it seems like it wasn't really that big of a deal. Conservative media never fucking watched the movie. Did you watch (laughs) the movie? It's a very obvious satire. They didn't say anything about the purge. So the hunt. I would like to hear their take because I mean, obviously, movies where people are hunting other humans same vein and uh this one obviously takes a fun take on it and i would just want to know what their take on the controversy was and if it felt awkward the fact that they have a movie coming out that's doing similar things obviously didn't have any political slant but the fact that they got involved that this other movie got involved in some political bullshit they 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 guarantee you they love the hunt because i watched the hunt and it's i mean if you, so that's probably the, the the clearest parallel and I, and I couldn't draw that one because i don't think anybody saw that movie right but it's great. It's, it, it's it really great? good, and it's very much in the same vein of silly, not really scary, but, you know, there's some gore, and there's some, you know, it's kind of a political satire. Not kind of. It's very much a political satire. And uh, the fact that conservatives were upset about that movie is fucking hilarious to me because <laughs> it just makes me think, like, Oh, that's cool. You're upset about some shit that you never watched. That's awesome. Like you, you saw on the news that uh, that I should not like this movie. Yes, so liberal I'm not elites. Like liberal elites are hunting conservatives. Is the is the plot line of that movie? They they bring a bunch of uh, conservative, you know, pe- outspoken people on social media, conservative people on Facebook and stuff, and they bring them onto this little spot, and then all these liberal elites come out and try and kill them. And uh, yes, that's the storyline, but. If you actually watch the fucking movie, you realize, oh, okay, this isn't uh, this isn't a bunch of liberals saying we should kill all the conservatives. It's definitely not the point of the fucking movie. <laughs> what a shocker! Somebody like jumped to a conclusion uh, about something they didn't watch or yeah. read. <laughs> I saw so a Facebook odd. post about that movie. I have a mat that's called a jump to conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> my my other take that I wanted to ask the directors is 
what is their obsession with people choking on their own blood? Because oh. they there's multiple characters that are choking on their own, on their own blood, and they they do it very uh, graphically, and the the audio is turned up, so you hear them choking, interrupting people at times as they're trying to talk. <laughs> I'm like, what is, what is this obsession? They like showing people choking on their own blood multiple times. I'd also like to explore the uh, fetish of Robert Palmer. Um, look alike. Oh yeah, the most, yeah. Very, <laughs> instead of like holding little, bases, like yeah. yeah, remember those little videos like addicted to love and oh yeah, yeah and, like very similar look with the slick back hair. Right. Like <laughs> I want to know, it's like were you guys into Robert Hall? The extras from that music yeah. video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, the dad's age appropriate, so yeah, maybe that yeah. was his jam. He was like, oh, I like that look. So he, all my she mates. did say he's only into me because of the way dance. I dance. Yeah, she just kind of <laughs> rocks yeah, back and exactly. forth like the video. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we just both did the move, which is yeah. amazing. Scott, pod. Was, we were synchronized yeah. right there. Again, beautiful. if this was a visual medium, you guys could have seen some serious dancing uh, from my clothes here. <laughs> so, I mean, the real question that I would have is that I wonder because about four years before this, Wolf of Wall Street came out and Margot Robbie kind of blew up. I wonder if, because they, I guess Margot Robbie was uh, the one that they wanted for the main role and says, Samara, who's who's amazing in this, and Margot Robbie would have killed it too. They're both great. They're both Australian actresses that are absolutely beautiful and would have been would have been absolutely awesome in this role. But I wonder, I mean, this movie did really pretty good for when it came out. I wonder if Margot Robbie stars in this movie, if this is a big hit. Probably. I, I, think I mean, which would be a bummer because she is so good. Samara weaving is so good. And hopefully this leads to a lot like to her own thing. Hopefully it doesn't her kind of looking like her, like Margot Robbie doesn't like keep her from getting roles. And hopefully she is very successful and does really well. God, I would think if you look like Margot Robbie, it's not going to close any doors for you. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. I mean, the movie did well, obviously. I mean, as you you were saying earlier, I mean, horror movies, the one thing about horror movies that that I do like is that, such a great theater experience. So this came out the right time pre COVID um, where this is a movie you can go to a theater and you watch it with a group of people and, and you're going to be cheering. You're going to be laughing. You're going to be like, Oh, there's going to be some shock moments and stuff. And that's the fun of a, a horror movie. That's, that's why I, I don't go see them in the theater, which I should, because that would be like the more fun experience. So then when I'm thinking about watching them at home, I'm like, I don't want to watch it by myself. This sucks. So hundred percent get out in the theater was fucking amazing. Yeah. So, I mean that, that type of movie that I like that idea of the experience of going to the theater and seeing it. And so they did well, made money, um, and you can make money that, that way. So. All right, boys. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate you guys sitting down with us and having a drink, but we're going to send you on your way off to get the new Scream movie ready. I'm sure you've got plenty of just fantastic footage to pour over. They're going to cash those Scream checks. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, God. I can only imagine. The guy from Link 80 is just (laughs) And also, they're after Blink-182. Their ages, like, they look young. They're after Blink. I, I disagree. I'm going to go with Blink 80. How old do you think Blink 182 are? Those dudes are like 50 old, now. Yo. God, very, very old. Be, right? Yeah. Ah. I love them so much back in the day. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by DanceWithTheDevil.com. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Selling your soul to the Dark Lord has never been easier. Used to be, if you wanted to rendezvous with the Dark Prince, you'd have to seek him out, play cards for hours, and forge a deep bro bond before you guys could sign your life away. 
Up until a few years ago, if you wanted to seal the deal with Beelzebub, you'd be sporting a nasty neck scar and have to carry around a cumbersome briefcase full of your haunted aura. DanceWithTheDevil.com takes all the legwork out of the process, and you can cyber chat with Pie Man for the comfort of your own home. We specialize in legally binding online documents that don't even require you to sign in your own blood. You just enter your deepest, darkest desires into our patented soul-binding software, and you're off to a life of tortured and haunting success. DanceWithTheDevil.com. You're only one click away from eternal damnation. <laughs> Oh, the accent it. came as you went along. <laughs> like, and you threw in a pulp, a pulp Fiction reference, of course. I'm glad you love got it. that. I love it. Okay, so we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. But I digress. I say digress a lot on this podcast. All right. So we're moving on to our next category. It's going to be shag, snag, body bag, fuck, marry, kill, whatever you guys want to call it. So the first one we're going to do is shag. This is going to be something that you love only enough to fuck it, I guess. I'm not sure exactly. (laughs) You're not taking it home from mom, but you're going to have a good time with it. Kick it down. We're gonna see what Brad's got. What are we shagging from this movie, Bradley? You know we've we've already kind of covered it, and so I, I'll be quick. But just popcorn movies, the the, the fun movies—they don't take them tell themselves too seriously. But you can definitely pick at them a little bit and be like, "Oh, that shit!" Like you you could pick at them if you wanted to. But the movie's so fun that you don't even, you don't even care about them. that. Takes the fun away from it, right? Yeah, if you yeah pick exactly. It too much. So you could pick this movie apart in in different ways, but at the same time, that's not the type of movie it's trying to be. It's just hey. You watched 90 minutes of fun silliness and you enjoyed it. That's all you got. You don't have to think about it too much. You don't have to like try to like criticize it. Just enjoy it. That's what I did. 100%. What do you think, Nick? Um, Klutzy, clumsy killers. Like a band of clumsy, clumsy killers with fucking ancient weaponry. <laughs> And crossbows and muskets. I love on how, drugs. I love how they're like, we gotta keep it to what it was in grandfather's times. And then, like twenty minutes in, they're like, turn on the fucking turn on the cameras. cameras. <laughs> oh, and that like plays into like kind of groups in with the maids and how they pulled the fucking maids into it, showing how incompetent they were. As soon as they killed the first one, I was like. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> they're going to do this with the other two. Like, how are they going to do it? I can't wait how they're going to do it. They're going to do it at some point, and it's going to be hilarious. Um, and the, it's and like each- the, the line that he says, like, does she look like she's wearing a white wedding dress? Like, she's dressed in black. <laughs> oh, black. Like, how did you mistake her? And then each maid, it was always somebody's like, oh, that was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Nick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I don't even have to say my snag now because I wrote the exact same. <laughs> yeah. I said, dysfunctional, bumbling, bad guys. Uh, uh, reminds me of like Home Alone. Oh, Anytime yes. you have the just, it's it makes it inherently fun and enjoyable the fact that you have people that you're rooting against and that's exactly why i did not like the idea of, of the the alternate ending of uh where she would have been killed because it's like when you have bumbling bad guys like that they can't win no they cannot right. be successful they have to fail otherwise it's just it ruins it doesn't fit they were not intelligent or you know practical or or any of those <laughs> things there's there's no way they were going to win in the end what do you think scott so my shag is i love a movie 
with a big mansion and hiding places. Oh, oh hell yeah. Just any movie like that. Like, well, you mentioned Knives Out. I, I did love the fact that it's kind of one of those movies. Yeah. Um, Young Frankenstein from back, you know, with all the, the, the secret doors and oh, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Um, there's an old movie called Murder by Death. Which I none of you have probably ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it's uh, I have not seen, but I've heard it's a, a very classic kind Truman, of spoof. Truman Capote, Peter uh, Peter oh. Falk. Um, yeah, it's just an, I, it's one of those movies I caught on a Saturday afternoon when I was young, and it's really funny. And and it's one of those movies where it's just like hidden places in the mansion and stuff like that. Scott, I've got homework for you. Okay. Murder by Death, the band, probably one of my favorite bands of all time. Listen to their album in Boca Al Lupo. It's about meeting the devil. Fucking so topically topical. I can't believe you just brought that up. I love that so okay. much. I'm in. Um, and, and even the movie Clue, which yep. yes. I, a friend of mine recently had me rewatch. And I did not enjoy it as much as I did when I was a kid. It's because it's not good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. See, I recently watched it too, and I actually liked it. I was like, I remember liking this as a kid, my, and it's actually still My up. biggest problem was the, the Mr. Black. This this they introduced the, the character. Yeah. That guy, he's a he's a lead singer for a band that I'm blanking on right now. I think the band's like called Death or something. Like an old school like heavy band, and he's not an actor, and he's so horrible that it just completely takes you out. But there's so many other good actors in. It, I know, but he's so. Was awful it for Link Twenty? Okay. Anyway, I just that's I love big mansion movies with especially secret hiding spots. It makes you think about when you're a kid, when you're playing hide and seek oh. and all that shit. So, so, so the wife and I were uh, looking at our closet the other day and I was like, this, it's just not doing it. It's too small. And we were fantasizing about when our son is old enough to go off and do his own thing when he's like 29 or whatever, whatever age kids go off and do their own thing. <laughs> Took them a while to get out. Right? So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to push the wall out of the closet. And I said, if we push the wall out of the closet, it's going to be really big back into that other room. Why don't we put a, like a bookcase where you touch a book and then it opens Ooh. up and we have a secret room back there. I don't even know what we would put in it. And what book would you like pull? Oh, it would for sure Ooh. be like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or something yeah. like that. And you pull it back and then the whole the bookshelf opens. Secret I, openings are always the best. I mean, dude. That's so fucking cool. That's so fucking cool. I'm 100% with you on that, Scott. So in. So so my shag was just, you know, we've talked about it already ad nauseum, but accessible horror. Something that somebody that doesn't like scary movies can sit down and watch and then kind of think to themselves, okay, that was that was a little bit scary. Like, maybe I could, like, step my game up. You know what I mean? I, I think that it can be sort of a gateway drug to something a little bit scarier people can kind of get their feet wet and then move into uh, something else. I, I watched this movie with my wife, who is admittedly the biggest fucking scaredy cat on the planet. She doesn't like <laughs> anything scary at all. And we watched it, and she was like, that wasn't even scary. That was that was fun. I liked it. You know what I mean? So I, I dig that. I showed my wife the trailer, and she was like laughing, and she was like, oh, that looks fun. And I was like, yeah. that's Because I, I kind of explained the plot to her. She's like, that sounds ridiculous. And I was like, no, it's, it's like a fun movie. And then I was kind of thinking like, oh, I have a 14-year-old son and 11-year-old, I mean, 15-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter. And I was like, maybe we could watch it. I was like, ah, maybe it's a little bit too graphic and stuff for the 11-year-old. So, But now that you watched it, don't you think like they could probably handle that no problem? I think my son for sure. Yeah. My daughter, 11, mm, mm. it's a little graphic. 
She might be having get like, like a marriage complex where she's like, oh, I don't want to marry somebody. <laughs> yeah. They might want to murder me immediately. Watch afterward. out for those dudes. Yeah, I, I love the the accessible horror angle of this because I can specifically remember a couple examples because I did not like scary movies when I was a kid. Right. So what got, you, what got you into the vein? There was two movies I can think of and is over at a buddy's house. We'd always hang out over there all the time. And the first one was Aliens, Ugh. which... Aliens, the Alien. second one. Well, or the, the alien second one. Yeah, or aliens. aliens. Yes, yes, the better of the two. Right. with with Because I, I think it was the fact that you had Marines with firepower and they could yeah. fight. You and know, Bill and Paxton. It, it made me feel almost a little bit safe and it was cool. It so, was a fighting chance. Right. And the same exact thing was with, and this is not a good movie, but with... Um, uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, the Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street, was it three? I, I think it was the third one. Okay. Sounds about right. The Dream Warriors, same thing. They could kind of fight back because they all had these special right. powers. And I was like, oh, this, is, this isn't too bad. And it wasn't very scary. It was, it was really cheesy. Oh, so you don't like the helplessness of it. Like, you don't like when, when somebody's helpless right. against something. So when I went back and watched Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1... Yeah. Fucked me up because that yeah, movie's scary as shit. That movie sucks because yeah. it's scary and it was where's the dream warriors that can't fight. There's the, nothing you can do. That, that just stay awake. Chick spinning in the room, blood going everywhere, Johnny Depp blowing up out of the bed. Like that movie and that the worst part about that movie was the body bag and the hallways and, mm-hmm. and the school and the, yeah. oh my god, that freaked me out. For so, anyway, but I, so I love the the movies that allow you to kind of get into it because I had started watching more exactly movies after so you kind of it, it was like breadcrumbs leading you leading you in a certain direction so yeah. if you start someone off on the first you know uh, f- f- what is it uh first freddy krueger movie nightmare on elm street yeah it's it might be a little intense for them yeah. you know yeah they might be like nick after you watched Tem- bone tomahawk <laughs> just a fucking yeah done when you watch when, when you're a young kid and you watch uh, the original texas chainsaw massacre with your dad so right yeah done with them <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess I'm on to rom-coms. <laughs> you, you end up like Nate, just shitting yourself on the toilet. <laughs> so Night in and night out. So we're moving on to snag. I'm going to go first. So Cuddle. my snag. What you cuddling? I called my, I called my, uh, I called my number there. Did you guys, did I you guys it. hear that? <laughs> Do it. Spoon it. Hey coach, spoon I'm ready. Spoon it. Yeah, this is the spooning category. So this is, this is the snag. This is the one that we want to take home to mama. This is the one that we want to just, you know form that form that big spoon little spoon and uh i'm gonna snag or spoon the concept or the trope or whatever you want to call it of the final girl in a horror movie i just fucking love it so much there's literally more examples than we could ever say because almost every movie has a final every scary movie has a final girl there's always one girl that makes it till the very end and she's the one that you follow through the whole thing you live the whole thing with her i thought samara weaving was absolutely amazing she wasn't stupid although my wife while watching it thought that a couple parts she was being stupid but for the most part she wasn't stupid she's a strong you know she's she's a very endearing character in a way that you're like okay she's not super scared out of her mind she at some point in the movie decides fuck this i'm getting out of this you know what i mean which is which it needs exactly and you can get behind her she's beautiful she's smart she's i i I love her in this movie she just did a series on hulu called nine perfect strangers with nicole kidman she plays a completely different character but equally 
as good. I mean, she's really, really great. I think she's going to do a bunch of really cool stuff. So that's that's what I picked. Just the trope of the final girl in horror movies. I love it. What do you think, Nikki? Okay, so I'm I'm going to piggyback off of you. So I, I did write down Samara Weaving um, as my snag. And I thought back to when we talked about The Invisible Man and Elizabeth Moss. Oh, God. And how movies like this, they are, girl. they are set on the main character woman or the main, the main lead and their acting and their acting skills. And if they're able to either lock you in and usually it comes down to that realization moment in the movie. So when she realizes, Oh, your family is fucking crazy and they're trying to kill me. How is that actor? How does she perform in that moment? Is she, does she over, is she over the top? Usually it's under, usually they're not as good of actors in that moment. And so when you see her freaking, act your ass off and you're like fuck okay i'm in this movie then after that it's like then you're on the ride then it's like some of the moments that maybe miss or don't miss like it doesn't fucking matter because she locked you in from the start and she's a badass actor through the entire thing and then it's like the 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 trip that she's willing to like take you on so how fucking cool is it when she takes all that time to get the gun and she looks so badass at herself in the mirror and then she goes out and pulls the trigger on that shit and the ammo is all fake not, yeah <laughs> I'm saying so I, did, I didn't like her until she knocked out a little kid. Oh, dude. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like you gotta her, fuck like, a little kid up. And her like cool ass, like they made they made sure you saw her cool ass, like Converse, her yellow Converse. Oh, those yellow Converse that weren't like completely tied. You know what I mean? They said those those Converse that Converse didn't make yellow Converse, so they had to have those custom made. That's awesome. It's badass. Yeah. So I mean, it's her because without her, the movie's not as good. Straight up, hundred percent. What you think, Scotch? I mean, I wrote down. Samara Weaving and not the necessarily you guys are saying like the character and the, and the final girl I, I'm saying her and like you saying that the nine perfect strangers that did like, you watch that no I've heard oh, somebody so else told good. me to watch it yeah. and now that I know she's in it I'm gonna watch it you should because I want to see more of her yeah because she's that she's like hey I'm gonna go see a Tom Cruise movie because I like Tom Cruise or whatever that might be a bad example but you get my point so yeah I just love her and she's great. And I want to. She got a good future. I yeah. think she's got a really yeah. bright future for 100%. sure. What you got, Brad? I, I mentioned earlier. So I'm going to start off with body bag. We're going to. I'm going to just take us into body bag because my snag was the oh, the, right. the bad guys oh, earlier. I love so it. I love it. I'm jumping into body bag, and this this is the only thing that bothered me. <laughs> and it's a dumb. It's kind of a dumb take. But like I said, you could pick apart these types of movies, and and you don't need to. But so she says she's a foster kid. Understood. She had, I mean, she was a little badass as she was a girl and like she would wreck and stuff, but get back up. That's the cool thing about her. But okay. I understand not having any family at the wedding, but she has no friends. There's like not a single person at the wedding. Yeah. That's a little that, weird. That's a really that supports call. her I didn't think whatsoever. That. Like not someone at all. Yeah. She's a total orphan from another planet. <laughs> or like, seriously, yeah. It was just, it was just, it stood out to me. I was like, why does she not have a single person on her side? There's tons of wedding. statuesque, beautiful blondes with no friends. At all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they just, they, they, they're very solo. They're lone wolves. They go Loner. off on their own and <laughs> nobody hangs out with them ever. Uh. That's a good call. <laughs> so that's my body bag. Is just it just seemed weird that the fact that she yeah. has not a single. You're person right. I feel like she's affair. she's for sure got a like a gay best friend that's not really gay that's really in love with her. <laughs> she's got she's got a crew. She's got like <laughs> she has more people on her side than the dude has on his side. Definitely. For sure. 
There was a lot of people at that wedding too. What the hell were they <laughs> wait, all doing? In that? The, wait, when they shot the wedding, was there not anybody on her side? Did they? No, show? there was people on, on both sides with the but, Billy Madison fountain in the background. By the but way, it just, which we didn't I mean, mention. none of those people. Like, she didn't seem like she had a single person that was like a supporter of her. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, my only, I guess my argument would be maybe there were some friends there, but then the movie kind of shifts to where she's just staying with the family and maybe all her friends left. But I guess there, of course, I missed the beginning of the movie. So I, I <laughs> caught it whatever like, you want. You, know, yeah. so you didn't get to see the I'm best man speech. You didn't get to see that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the no, beginning no, of the movie is literally just the wedding. Well, we'll we'll get into it. I, I we'll get into it right now. So so it's it's my body bag that is the beginning of the movie, the opening scene. It gives away too much. So the beginning of the movie is the two uh the the guy that's marrying Samara and and his brother, Adam Brody's character, and they wake up in the middle of the night and they go out to see what's going on and there's somebody else. Uh, and 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 so I may be speculating on this. You guys tell me. So I believe that the man that they kill in the very beginning is the guy that married the crazy Ants. aunt with the yes. short hair. It is. She, she okay. says it in the movie. She's, right, she, right, right. She tells you that. So I just think it gives away too much. I think that I think that if they skip that opening scene, there's definitely if you if you go into this movie blind, which I which I try to do with most horror movies, which I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hundred percent did on this one. I think that I think that there's a twist that it kind of throws at you that oh shit they're gonna try and kill her that you don't see coming unless you've seen that opening. Scene. But then it's get out. It brings it brings up the question of, of, the, of the kids' intention. They, they had to show that because you had right. to see the one brother protecting the other brother. Like, so you don't know if I he mean, actually knows what goes down or or how much it actually is is serious and or I've, not. And after the first watch, like I went back and watched like in the the beginning again, and like, do they make an effort to say the names to let you know which one is which, right. or is it a frail, frailty situation where you're trying to guess throughout the movie? Is the brother the one that hid the brother in the closet? No, but they say well, that they, they make it very sense that the name, drunk right. is the older, right. the older brother. Right, right. But if you're just watching that movie for the first time and not really paying attention, like but that's it, some pretty fucking obscure details that no, you're not paying attention. You need to know it because then by the end of the movie, because they keep showing the drunk brother and like, are, is he going to save? Is he going to save? Because they made it clear that the drunk brother is the one that hid the fiance. Or the the husband right. in the closet. So the the one in the closet is supposed to be the good one who isn't tainted and who is good. They show that so that throughout the entire movie you, you think, think that drunk the fiance that the drunk brother is going to be bad and that the husband's going to be good. So because they show them the beginning, sets they up set that twist at the, the end. entire and not just at the end throughout the entire movie because the drunk brother crosses paths with with her two or three times where and he can kill her. her right. Yeah, he kind of goes towards, like, right. I'm going to be the bad guy. No, I'm not. I'm going to be the bad guy. No, I not. like the beginning. I yeah. love I like movies that open up, boom, you're, like, running through hallways and I, stuff like so that. So I like that. I like, I like being immersed into a situation. I like that yeah. part of it. But yeah. I just, I feel that, <clears throat> I don't know, I felt, I felt like there was a twist at the beginning that, that kind of could have got you a little bit. Um, you wanted it a minute. You wanted it an hour twenty. You're selfish. You know, that's a <laughs> selfish decision. Hour twenty. Is he wanted. You want. He wanted to start where it's just you have no clue, and then he wanted the girl to die at the end. He wanted the the, the super depressing. Ending. I didn't want her to die at the end, but <laughs> but we got he we got alternate endings. Coming could have been more intense. Too. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? Um, body. We're we're body bagging. We're, we're body kill, bagging. We're killing motherfuckers. So, I wish Cross there were style. more use of secret passages. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I saw the secret passages. I'm like, oh fuck. This, about- I think they're going to use them. Like they're all over this place. This house is cool as shit. It's the house that they filmed 
Uh, I think it was uh, the X X Men. They had a bunch of different stuff. X Men, yeah. Billy Madison. Well, yeah. there's two different houses. One was a Billy Madison house. One was the X Men house. Which and the is, Billy Madison fountain was in the wedding. That's in yeah. the background with the jet skis and all that. It's good fucking stuff. awesome. It's hard to see it differently after I learned that. Like I'm I, glad oh, I didn't Jesus. know. <laughs> I know, same here. It's all been Bo- Canada, right? Both in Canada. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Secret Passages, I wish they used them more and that they were a little uh, uh, more ramped up than just like pipes and stuff like, uh, I don't know, slides or something. She's like, <laughs> she's like in the, she's in the dumbwaiter just kind of sitting there waiting and she's like, what did you do on your wedding night? And she's like, I'm just sitting in a fucking dumbwaiter. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just gets out all just nonchalantly. I, th- I think that part's great. Like, you know that they're trying to kill her, but she has no idea. And she's just like, do it's in the trailer and it's still I think one of the best lines in the movie is we we gotta go find this girl founder (laughs) (laughs) she pops out a door and he says founder (laughs) she just walks into the shit Uh, Scott you got a body bag you know I was given this assignment as soon as the shit started flying about an hour and a half. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. We, we did. We, we put the pressure on. And unfortunately, I got We were nothing. like, Scott, there's a lot of shit. <laughs> we need you. No, I, I really couldn't think of anything that, that I would get rid of. Um, I re- just really enjoyed the film. So I got nothing to add to this part. Okay. I love that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by random nail handles and door pulls. Having trouble reaching that hard-to-reach area or shelf? Need some extra footing on the side of the house to put that last stretch of Christmas lights up? Why grab a ladder when you can hammer a nail into a wall or cabinet to give you that dependable step or handle you've been looking for? Turn your house into a climbing wall by hammering random nails into surfaces anywhere inside or outside your home. Finger pull doors and drawers are so 1990. And brushed bronze knobs are for Chumbawamba fans. Hammer random nails into the fronts of your kitchen doors and drawers, and voila! Instant cabinet pulls and knobs that bad homes and gardens gave have called the new crack house chic. <laughs> random nails has a wide variety of nail gauges and colors in stock, ranging from 8 gauge bloody drywall nails to 12 gauge rusty masonry nails. If you're trying to reach that damn cobweb that is just out of your reach, let a random nail give you the boost you need and tetanus, and maybe a bloodborne <laughs> pathogen. Either way, Random Nails will help you out when you least expect it. Warning. Random Nails may impale hands and feet. Random Nails is not liable for misuse of their product. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a fucking goat pit in my backyard that I could use some Random Nails on top of. Oh, You saw that nail, and it's like, something's going to happen with that fucking nail. Yep. All right, shag, snag, body bag, we got it all, Halloween edition, we are going to throw it to my dude Brad, and we're going to find out what's on Cameo this week. You know what, this was a, a, a both fortuitous, at the same time I was, I was a little bit bummed, because Cameo, I put... Still much, not an official sponsor, know, these come motherfuckers. On guys, come on guys, I need to hear from you very soon. <laughs> 
You think this thing's going to last forever? Nah. We, we can drop this category anytime we want. Talk to us, Cameo. <laughs> you hear me? I know I'm, I'm popping some algorithm right now, and you guys are like, oh, shit, they're talking about us. We might just, we might just drop it right now. We might just <laughs> drop it right now. Well, speaking of, this movie, I put every motherfucker's name in this movie through Cameo. Nah. Nothing? What? Nothing. Not even oh my the God. guy from uh, uh, from the OC. Clear and present danger. None of them. I was I was super shocked. Clear Not a single person. <laughs> now, yeah. What okay. I did come across though. And this actually makes sense because since he's not here, we don't have an ASMR moment. Oh, we should get uh, Nate shitting for the ASMR. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> would that be perfect or what? <laughs> we'll cut that. that in, in I would say we'll that would that be the post. opposite of perfect. That would be the absolute opposite of perfect. Um, no, but what I came across, just some, I think one of the girls or actress's name is, is Elena. And when I looked up Elena, it showed up. Elena ASMR. What? Uh, On Cameo. Is it one of the maids? No, 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 no. There's just some random person named Elena ASMR. That has nothing to do with the movie? Has nothing to do with the movie. She's on Cameo, and so she charges to do her, like, ASMR shit. But this is the best. She had a little tagline under her name that says, Hello there. I'd love to make a Cameo for you. And then in parentheses, please note. I can't use my usual usual mics for cameos, and I'll turn down anything I'm uncomfortable with. Wow. <laughs> Which means that there are some she people some asking shit. her for some terrible shit. They were like, eat this peach. <laughs> eat it seductively like Nate does. Yeah, so I think Nate, uh, unfortunately, maybe, I mean, he's got a, a future in cameo. There's literally no one on cameo in this movie? I, I was shocked as hell. That's crazy. I thought for sure seven people would be in this but not a single person. Not I figured like the butler big stars. who got cracked in the face so, of the teapot. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the drunk guy that was on the OC, I haven't seen him in anything yes. else. Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Like, you thought he'd be making some money. I thought money. he'd be making a little bit of money. But Elena ASMR, if you're craving that ASMR moment that you didn't get because Nate is shitting his ass everywhere. So wait, wait, wait. I want a competition right now because I crave the competition. How much does Elena... ASMR. See, you're not supposed to ask that because right now she's not officially taking cameo. She used to. Right now she's not. But how much did she used to charge? (laughs) Remember, I don't get to find that shit out. When they're they're former cameoers, they're still on there, but they don't say how much they used to be. Okay, Brad, think of a number between (laughs) 1 and 100 that you think Elena ASMR would charge. No one's going to check this. (laughs) Pick a number and there will be zero facts. Considering how much cameo I've looked at, I've got a number in my head. Okay, okay. Uh, Nick, you go first. uh, 35. 36. (laughs) Scott, you can do it to him. Just do thirty-seven. I'm go thirty-seven. Seventy-five dollars. I win. Shit. Who said thirty-six? I did. No, you did. I was thinking forty-four. Oh uh, my god, I'm so good at this. And the only reason I'm thinking forty-four is because she had that whole little thing about they're like, I'll turn down anything I'm not I'm, I'm comfortable with. Yeah. I think she she had to kick the price up because people were just like, hey, say this shit. Say yeah. This shit. God, She's like, for that, I'd have to charge sixty-nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> So that's Cameo for the week, y'all. Cameo, hit us up. We're still waiting. I mean, even if it's Cameo who's saying word up, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to hear from him. I'm disappointed, in, I'm disappointed <laughs> in Cameo that they couldn't get anybody from this movie to go. I wonder how many people in earnest cared stupider on Cameo. <laughs> Every person on the I had done the re- I, I would have done the research, but I didn't get to because we switched that. Son of a bitch. The suits, the suits told us to do something different. Terrible. 
fucking suits. God, Cameo really disappointed me today. So we're going to move on to streaming recommendations. If you guys have all of the streaming services, like I know all of the loyal Bev Video Kingdom followers have. Do you guys have Juxtal? You guys got Juxtal. You guys got (laughs) Fubo. You guys got uh, Wiki Wiki. Wow. Stoopy. Oh, Stoopy's. Oh, dude. Stoopy's that fire. I like to watch all my movies on doggy style. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I think that's actually probably a website. <laughs> oh. You know, typically I like to watch all the Pornhub versions of all these movies. So, Scott, I know you got some streaming wrecks for us. What are we going to be paying for if we're going to watch something that's going to put us in the same vein as this? So, if you've seen this movie, which hopefully you have if you're listening to it, if you've seen the ending and you've seen a lot of people exploding which is how this movie ends, ready or not, right? It reminded me of a movie that I caught randomly, again, called Spontaneous. It's on Hulu. Spontaneous Combustion. <laughs> and it's it's kind of a, it's weird because it's kind of a teen romance. Like, it's, it's not, I'm not the demographic I think this was meant for. That's Nate's demographic. But it was, it's about these kids in high school and randomly in, in school one day a girl just explodes and blood <laughs> flies everywhere. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it deals with the fallout. It, it just starts. No, then all of a sudden somebody else blows up and it becomes this thing where they're not sure who's going to blow up next. And <laughs> I like it's, the premise. it's pretty crazy. And, and it's interesting. There's an amazing love story between the main characters and you're kind of on the edge of your seat the whole time. It's like, okay, when the fuck is the next person going to explode? How old is this movie? Oh my god! It's. I think it was in. I think it was only a couple years ago. Is okay. it like a so metaphor it, for orgasms? How did Zach not see this? Yeah, you <laughs> did not yeah, see this. Yeah. One. He was too busy watching so Korean. <laughs> <laughs> he was deep in the uh, uh, Scandinavian. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, that was the Scandinavian. Yeah, so on, Scandinavian period on Hulu. Spontaneous. On okay. Hulu, I love that. On Hulu, people might Beautiful. actually subscribe to that. Right. <laughs> I, I mentioned earlier my, my foursome of movies, and I'm just going to push one that uh, is, is a classic in my mind. It's a dark comedy. It's, it's, it's a little bit darker than this. Probably not as fun, um, but I'm going to go ahead and push Very Bad Things. Pretty fun. It's really good. Yeah. Very Bad Things from the uh, late 90s. It's a, it's a, a weird, silly, crazy um, kind of thriller, a little bit horish, a little bit... Uh, Kind of all, all that stuff. Peter, yeah. Peter Berg directed that. Didn't Peter he? Berg. It was. I one would of Peter say Berg's that's first a, big movies. Yeah. So so the funny story about uh, about that is that for the lost Bev's Video Kingdom uh, yeah, from our archive, the basement tapes. Yeah. If you were going to go into the archives and you were going to the basement tapes and you were going to try and find that movie, you would not or you would not find it because we did a whole podcast on it in yeah. my garage, and I believe it was one of those things where it was like. Did, did we record that? It was our first <laughs> attempt at kind of using a, a, a computer. It was our first non-Zoom because yep. we started this off doing it on Zoom, and that was easy. You just you log into Zoom and you record it. It's not that big of a deal. We tried to do one kind of live. It was our first live attempt, and, yeah, I think half the podcast got delayed. <laughs> it do, literally It was does very not sad. Nate's like, uh, yeah, we just record for like an hour and a half, and uh, yeah, I don't think that worked. <laughs> <laughs> with that voice you all love <laughs> so yeah so that's a, it, it, maybe it'll come back at someday but who knows but it is streaming on peacock Ooh, <laughs> oh, i like you got that the peacock uh-huh. 
you can go check it out. I don't have Peacock. Anybody so. that's got the cock. I got the DVD. I can lend you the DVD. Zach, you need that DVD? Uh, I got the cock. <laughs> I don't got I don't got I don't got it. I don't got it. I'll take the DVD. I'll always take a DVD. Uh, uh, I got that feathery, feathery cock. All right. So for my streaming recommendation, we are going to stick with the lovely and talented Samara Weaving who stars in uh, two other movies about joining a satanic cult and uh, selling your soul to the devil. And those are the both of the babysitter movies that came out on Netflix with Bella Thorne and a bunch of other people. But Samara Weaving is in both of them. She's great. They're not good movies. If you really love this movie and you really love Samara and you really love Bella Thorne, maybe you were a big uh, Disney fan back in the day. These are these are ones that you could watch. The other one that I want to recommend is a uh, Austrian horror movie from 1997 called Funny Games. They made a remake of it that is not as good, but if you watch the original one, it is fucking relentless and absolutely horrifying. If you guys uh, feel like watching one that is not going to have a happy ending where everybody turns out good at the end and uh, you want to be, you know, it's 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 one that sticks with you. I would definitely check out Funny Games from 1997. Make sure you watch the 1997 version because the other one's not as good. It's on HBO Max and it's really amazing. We're kicking it to Nick. What do you think, buddy? What do you got on Fubo? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on Hulu, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I got No Country for Old Men. We're talking about a chase, right? There's a there's a hunter and a hunted, uh, and uh, you got Javier Bardem, Tommy Lee Jones, Josh Brolin, Woody Harrelson, uh, hell of a cast by the Coen Brothers. Definitely darker on the darker end of things, but um, a, a great it's a it's a great movie watching experience. I recommend it to anybody who hasn't uh, seen it before. So yeah, that's that's my pick on right. Hulu. So real quick, I just wanted to clarify something you recommended the babysitter but you said it wasn't a good movie he said it was not a good movie <laughs> it's not that it's but it not, gives you feels it's not that it's not good it's just that it's but it's, it's not it's a very good weaving, movie. Though. so i did say i did say that if it's got her in it i'm i'm in so you'd recommend it if you're a fan of hers i like bella thorne and i like samara weaving i think they're both great i do not think that the, either of those movies are very good but i watched both of them and i you know, I got up the next morning and went to work. So, uh, if that's what is that's what you're looking for, Scott's watching it. Like he's sold. Uh, I, I think I'm you in. should check it out. I'm in. I'm throwing one more out there before we go, just because I need to. <laughs> if you have not watched The Kingsman Secret Service, oh. um, if you like exploding people, why not check out The Kingsman Secret Service? Great call. I have never because seen because I you've that's, never seen that movie. I know not, not any of them. There's several. Well, so I I don't even want to get get too much into it. You just need to watch that at some point because it's a fun, yeah. fun, it's so fun, silly movie. And talk about not just the exploding people. And I won't spoil anything for anything anybody. But there's another scene oh, that is the most violent, <laughs> amazingly fun. Yeah. Perfectly filmed action scene I've ever seen. We have a film. draft coming up, and at about probably nineteen or twenty-one of those uh, 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 deaths in that scene could have been easily, <laughs> probably could be drafted. So, but I don't, I don't think they will be. But so yeah, yeah it, it, 
I watched that, that movie, The Kingsman, the, the first one, The Secret Service. The yeah. second one was okay. The, the second one's okay, one, but the, the first one, so it, is, it is a fun, unexpected, uh, yeah. really silly is the Is the second movie of The Kingsman called The Kingsman, All the Kingsmen? Because if it's not, that was a big miss. They, they, they did a big miss because it's called The Kingsman, like Golden the Circle. The Golden Circle. Or something like yeah. that, yeah. I don't like that at but all. But it does have uh, Channing Tatum, so... The Golden Compass. Mm. Now you've got <laughs> me. I see. I, I, I saw, <laughs> I, I saw you that. come to attention. <laughs> Zach's had three erections Six uh, during this podcast. It's the pleats, though. Six to 12. Oh, God. All right. Let's move. Now the table's tilted up on my end. Uh, <laughs> did you hear Scott's ASMR moment right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh. Ooh, oh, popping that. Yes. Popping that scotch. He's not he's, to step on any toes. He's busted the Mahiman of his. Uh, what is it called again? The Kahoman. He's it's, busted it's, it's the Mahoman. It's not hopscotch, folks. It's popscotch. <laughs> busted the. <laughs> busted that. Mahoman. <laughs> oh shit! I just snorted. <laughs> okay, so we're walking around Bev's Video Kingdom. It's about 1994, and we are gonna pick up a movie this movie that doesn't come out for another 20 years and we are going to flip this thing around and we're gonna see what kind of alternate endings maybe uh maybe different maybe just we're gonna try and make this movie a little bit better i'm gonna kick it to brad and we're gonna find out what he is going to change move around or reshelf this movie Bradley, you know what, folks? I I get a lot of shit on this pod for being a fan of some of the uh, the Pixar, some of the cartoon stuff, the Disney stuff. That's you left out puppets. Let's, let's puppets. Just, like, come on, <laughs> you just listen to everything about puppets. <laughs> we just watched the uh, the uh, Muppet uh, Halloween. Uh, oh Haunted God, House. I've watched it, was, it like three it times in my sweet. house so far. Uh, uh, it was uh, pretty uh, sweet. Uh, uh, I enjoyed uh, it. There's some good jokes. Anyway, um, yeah. Die. So I haven't done this yet, but we're gonna reshelf this movie. And we're going Pixar style, y'all. Oh. We're turning this into a Pixar movie. And you know what we're going to do? Everyone's rabbits. Oh, I like that. Little watership down. <laughs> pretty much pretty much the same plot. But instead of Satan worshiping, soul selling, we've got the rabbit family just genuinely concerned that the new bride's not fast enough and isn't good at hiding. She could endanger the entire rabbit burrow. So rather than trying to kill her, they're only trying to catch her. And she must escape being caught till morning. Hijinks ensue, and of course, in the end, she proves her worth. But at the same time, she teaches the family some valuable lessons along the way. I love that. She's so good. It's a Pixar movie, y'all. It's great. It's family fun. I can't wait till the rabbits explode at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Pixar decides just to throw the hard R on it. They're like, fuck it. It's about time. We're doing it. About time we have these rabbits start fucking. (laughs) And start fucking. Nikki, Uh, where are we we putting this movie, Nikki? Well, on that note, we're we're taking it it from the cartoon cartoon rabbits fucking. And where are we going with it? To romantic. Oh, okay. Romantically fucking rabbits. I like that. No, it's short and sweet. I didn't have a lot. It was just... The whole story is actually it is like a true like they the the bride and the Alex and Grace they're in okay. love and like he actually maybe filled her in on what was going on she went with it anyways like there's like a like a deep connection 
Um, they make you think that he's not fucked up, that he's not twisted. It comes down to the sacrifice. He gets her out. It's sunrise. You know, they're escaping. They're running across the lawn. The family knows they're dead. They start exploding. The sun's rising. They're running across the lawn. Shots from the back of him. You got the silhouette. You think like, oh, he's good. Nothing's going to happen to him. And then just like in slow motion, silhouette of them both, he explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. As they're like running hand in hand. I'm picturing the silhouettes the of two rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Hopping along. Yeah. So happy. Poof. Fur Poof. everywhere. Like just the, a rabbit. Holy hand grenade in Monty Python. <laughs> just a rabbit with yellow converse on. Nick, Nick, aside from the rabbits, though, dude, I love that ending. That that should have been the and ending. And it's credits. These dudes, need the to, these dudes need to get you on the on the writing squad because that's the way it should have ended. They give they give him an extra ten minutes for him to be like, okay, we're gonna make it out together. And she's like, yeah. okay, I guess I trust you again. No, the, no, 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 no. He never again. goes. He never goes evil. Oh, he never goes bad. She was okay. like, he saves her. He like, saves her from the 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 thing. And now and now they're walking off into the good. sunset. You think that he's good? And like, oh yeah, the rest of his family's fuck ups. That's why they're right. blown up. But he's not going to blow up. And then he blows up. That oh, I would love that. Done. I like the ending. So I, I'm I'm not even going to take. I'm going to take this from the horror comedy, and we're going to bring it over to like just the just the serious comedy level, and we're going to go. On, uh, you know, we talked about earlier. Originally, you were planning to have some die at the end. I, I'm glad they didn't. That that was that would be ridiculous. Does what you got? Will Ferrell make a, a cameo in this? I mean, he just comes in and says, "Milo." <laughs> right. so, but I mean, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna turn it into a a real comedy movie, and somebody's gonna have to help me out with the fat brother-in-law's name. What's his name? Fitch. Fitch. Dude, the guy. Bitch, the bitch. Don't be a don't bitch, be a bitch, 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 don't be a bitch, <laughs> bitch. So he steals a lot of scenes in this movie, and so my thought is that the movie starts out instead of starting out at the wedding, we're starting out at wherever him and his crazy coke snorting wife oh, are, and we just follow them throughout the whole thing, and then halfway through the movie, he decides, you know, I'm not, I'm not into this killing the bride thing. I'm going to be the hero. And uh, he goes and uh, he finds he finds Samara weaving in the house somewhere and they just, you know, they team up. Maybe they even have sort of a romantic connection towards the end of the movie. You know, it's like what a I mean? Paul Blart. It's like a uh, it's like a, oh. a the mall cop type Paul thing. Blart. It's like an observant report. He's played that, by a guy named version. Christian Brune and he's so funny. I just he's great. I, I want to love him. I, I mean, wanted more of him, and they did, the fact that they just kind of let him at the end, just kind of like he just kind of just yeah. absorbs into the scene, and it bothered me. You know what I was thinking? I was just thinking about Nate just sitting on the toilet taking a shit right now, and I was just thinking about him, <laughs> you and me both, in the movie, just fucking just learning stuff while taking a shit. And I was just thinking, this is so topically topical. But I just think that you know, if we just focus on his character throughout the entire movie, I think that him and Samara Weaving would be a hilarious team together, just getting into a bunch of hijinks, going through, kind of taking out the rest of the family, and uh, I. I think it's a fucking rip roaring good time as rabbits. I wanted more fish. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you there, man. Rap scallions. Agree. Oh, I love it, guys. All right. That comes to the end of this episode of Bev's Video Kingdom. Everybody needs to jump on those socials, share this stuff, tell everybody what we got going on. Maybe even if they're like, oh, man, I really love Bev's Video Kingdom, you just tell them about Scott's new album which is called 
the ballad of Bosco Jenkins. I fucking Scotchbeck. Scotchbeck dot com. Check them out on Spotify, all the uh, music streaming services that everybody listens to. Go on to iTunes, download that stuff. We love you guys. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. We are going to be back in a couple of days. We got a draft pod coming. We are going most memorable deaths in a movie. Very Halloween, very scary. We're going to spook everybody. We love you guys. Thanks for coming. We love you, and we miss you, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Start this thing